She's a fighter. She's a leader. She's a thinker. She's compassionate. She's strong. She's confident. She's all of that and, and much, much more. more. From scientists, artists, ambassadors, through to members of the royal family, Sira leaves no question unturned. Real, raw, and relentless. We hear from some of the most influential women, inspiring the next generation through stories of their childhood, career, success, and failures. Today, we have a surprise for you. Uh, we're lucky, and I'm really honored to have with us Her Highness Sheikha Shema bin Sultan bin Khalifa Al Nahyan, a serial entrepreneur, a published author, a renowned philanthropist, and a sustainability champion. And she's the great granddaughter of the founding father of the UAE, late Sheikh Zayed. Sheikha Shema, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Amina. Maybe you can share um, with our listeners how did the idea and how was Sira conceived? So part of my Women's Empowerment and Equality Board, we set up knowledge sessions, networking sessions, and ideation sessions. And um, Sira was one of the outcomes of the ideation session that took place in September of 2019. Maybe, Amina, you can uh, elaborate on, <laughs> on what happened after you attended the session. So in September, um, I was invited um, to your gathering. And what I loved the most uh, about these gatherings is you see amazing and exceptional, extraordinary women from across the UAE, be it Emiratis or expats. And we sit together... We brainstorm, but we also discuss real and raw topics. And one of the things that we discussed about is how do we ensure that women have more voices? How can we encourage women to speak up, but also do impactful change? And one of the ideas was um, a podcast for women. And this is how, you know, from a conversation um, at your home, discussing something that we can do and in less than uh, three months here we are today so I think we can definitely if we bring more women together we can do a lot of change and, and fast so. it's heartwarming to see the impact that these sessions have had the partnerships that were formed um, the initiatives that have spun out uh, from these sessions um, it makes me uh, very hopeful that um, that women are coming together to create impact and, and change in the works and in their lives. Oh, absolutely. And the coffee was good also, by the way. <laughs> but speaking of things that inspire, you've been working extensively on the 20 by 2020 initiative, which aims to have 20 women on 20 executive boards in the UAE by 2020. So tell us, how's that going? We are making progress, but we still have some way to go. And we hope that more organizations will see the value of having women on, on their boards and, and also see the value that women can bring to their boards. Research has shown that, um, that in, in Fortune 500 companies where 
there is female representation on their boards showed higher returns on sales and equity. Women, women directors deal more effectively with risk and tend to focus on the long term. And with women being a main driver of the economy through their purchasing power, it's more strategic to have women on boards. So how do women who want to nominate themselves um, in boards, how do they go about? So I feel like uh, women should be on boards based on merit uh, and women should not be on a board uh, just to tick a, a box. Network is important and that's for both Uh, men and women, um, but I also think women should take the initiative and apply for board positions and invest in the, themselves to be able to take on that responsibility. When I think of you, when I think of Sheikh Hashem, the word sustainability comes in mind. Tell us more about sustainability. What does sustainability mean to you? You read about it, you write about it, you implement it. Tell us more. I like uh, promoting sustainability and sustainable practices to help curb climate change, but also ensure that resources are kept within our economy because with a rising population, we need to ensure that future generations um, have the resources to, to live from. And do you feel we do enough when it comes to sustainability or not? There's a lot more to do, but I, I do believe that it's not one sector's responsibility to fix this. Um, I think it's everyone's responsibility. What do you think is the one most important thing that the world needs today? A shift in mindset in order to be more sustainable. And that's quite broad, but it's to answer your one thing question. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that, Sheikh <laughs> Hashemet. Okay. So how does this love for sustainability come from? Is it a particular person? Is it a moment? Or like, how did you know, you know what? I want to champion sustainability. We have to change. We have to do something. I've always loved uh, the outdoors and nature. The data suggests that things are changing. And I realize that everything is interconnected. And therefore, I wanted to discover uh, and, and take a deeper dive in this topic. Um, you write for The National on a regular basis, on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. There is a particular column uh, that uh, I loved personally. It was about sustainable fashion. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about that? And why sustainable fashion? Uh, it is said that, that the fashion industry actually contributes to um, 20% of um, water pollution in the world. Um, and water, especially in a region like ours, is extremely, um, is vital to our existence. I believe a, a research was conducted where if you would wear the garment 30 times, then it's more environmentally friendly. Oh, wow. I didn't know that fact. So I would encourage you to, when you make 
a purchase to think, uh, will I wear this this outfit 30 times? And if the answer is yes, then go ahead and purchase it. If I, the- <laughs> I will think about it 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> and as an accomplished woman yourself, what insights would you share with aspiring women leaders for um, tomorrow? Never give up. Do you feel women give up? Not all women. The women I've come across are very ambitious women and they will keep going. Do you feel you've given up something for something? No, I haven't. You have to focus on what you think is important to you and prioritize. Speaking of priorities, I know from sources that you wake up super early. What time do you wake up and what's your morning rituals like? I like to wake up and see the sun rise. Um, I enjoy spending time outdoors, uh, especially in the morning. Um, And I like to gather my thoughts uh, before uh, making my way to the office. Is it a fair statement to say that you're disciplined? Yes. In what aspects? I think in, in many aspects, once I set my goals, I work towards them. Um, people usually say you have a st- strong willpower. It's just because I'm, I'm focused on the topics that matter to me. Uh, what are the projects that are so dear to you? There are many um, Okay, I didn't say one this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In 2013, I set up an initiative called Wanna Read. What we do is we create stimulating and enriching environments for children in hospital. Uh, We provide them with an abundance of books in order to reduce their stress, anxiety, and boredom. I believe that Children in hospital are often forgotten, and I wanted to provide uh, moments of joy for them. The first word in the Quran is? Aqra. Read. Read, read, read. Who are your favorite authors? I have many authors that I enjoy um, reading. Um, Adam Kay. When I need a little bit of laugh relief, his book, This Is Going to Hurt. But on a more serious note, I've enjoyed Paolo Coelho's books. The last book I read by him was a real delight. It's called Hippie. Both Tolkien and J.K. Rowling have written books that fire the imagination. But if you're talking about Classics, a particular favorite of mine is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. What book are you currently reading? I'm currently reading a book titled Talking to My Daughter About the Economy, A Brief History of Capitalism by Yanis Varoufakis. Why is reading so important to you? It's important because it stimulates my mind and broadens my horizons. It also helps me relax. There was a longitudinal study conducted by 
some academics um, in the U.S., and they found that the number of words spoken to children has a direct effect on their development. They found a 30 million word gap between three-year-old children born in low-income families and children of the same age born in professional families. This gap is worrying, but it can be reduced by simply talking to children more and reading to them. So another thing we need to do more is, is read, not just as individuals, but also for our children. What's your favorite outdoor space in Abu Dhabi or the UAE? I love anywhere where uh, there's a beach. And so spending time next to uh, water is an enjoyable time for me. And you're a vegan? Yes, I am. Since when? Uh, just over a year, I, I became vegan because of the environmental impacts uh, that it has, but also the research that suggests that um, it's not healthy to eat meat and dairy products. And do you feel the difference as well, even like in terms of your body, physical health, mental health? Definitely. Okay, you put me to shame. I'm going to do some more research. My view is, even if you did not want to become a vegan, reduce your red meat because the impact that uh, factory farming has on the environment is... If you read about it, you will not want to uh, to eat. I think you give me a whole list post today of, of reading, and, and we need to do another second <laughs> post that. Um, what do you do for fun? What, what do you do for your me time? I love the outdoors. Uh, I like walking. I like reconnecting with nature and the world around me. But you prefer walking in the mornings or at night? Both, actually. <laughs> I love the sunrise and I love the sunset. And I have to ask you this. I've been dying to ask. So what's on your screensaver or your phone, on your phone's screensaver? Um, a picture of a good time that I had on a boat two summers ago. And where was that? That was um, in Cannes, if I'm not mistaken. It's nice. What do you feel in 2020, one thing you would um, like to achieve, either personally or professionally? I'd like to see the transition from a, a linear economy to a more circular economy. Tell us a little bit more about that. So our current economic model is um, take, make, and, and dispose. And what I'd like to see is resources staying within the economic system and being used more efficiently. Do you think that can be achievable? But it goes back to your point of mindsets and shifting and changing mindsets. Yes. Do you think we should do more in terms of like grassroots? I think at all levels, things uh, need to change more awareness, businesses have a role to play, government has a role to play. Um, and I think it's a topic that many countries are 
grappling with at the moment. I want to go back on the topic of women achievers. Mm-hmm. Your words have been immortalized at the Moller Institute at Churchill College for your work towards sustainability. And mm-hmm. your quote, which I'm about to read now, is on the wall there, alongside the words of Nelson Mandela, Steve Jobs, Michelle Obama, which is quite impressive. And it says, It is our collective duty to lead responsibly to create a better world for future generations. So what I'd like to know What made you decide on these words? The resources that we have and how we use them is what we are leaving for generations to come. I believe that every individual has a duty to lead responsibly, lead in their lives, lead in their workplaces, uh, or lead in the organization or the community in which they live in. To, to be more sustainable. And do you practice sustainability at home, like in the things that you do, besides the clothes? Yes, I do. Uh, and, and what I have found is that many of, of my friends or people around me are starting to ask, um, how do you do th- do x or how do you do y or where can i get x and and i'm able to share that knowledge with them is there any particular strong memory from your childhood in abu dhabi that kind of always crosses your mind a particular outdoor place that's dear to you um, or something that impacted you one way or another but you feel that particular space has such a strong um, affiliation towards you? I would say the cultural foundation. I remember going there as a child and, and reading in the library. It's, it's a place that is dear to my heart also because I graduated. My graduation ceremony from school was at the cultural foundation. For those of you who do not live in the UAE, I would encourage you to visit Qasr al-Hassan. It's an important and historical site in Abu Dhabi. Is there any memorable quote from a particular author or person? Sheikh Zayed has a quote that I um, live by. And um, he said, on land and in the sea, our forefathers lived and survived in this environment. They were able to do, do so because they recognized the need to conserve it, to take from it only what they needed to live, and to preserve it for succeeding generations. This just gave me goosebumps. And, and I also see that you have a pin of Sheikh Zayed on your abaya. Do you feel that love of sustainability, that, that common value that, that connect you the most um, with him? Sheikh Zayed, my great-grandfather, had dreams for this nation. I often ask myself if he saw the UAE today with the the younger generation fulfilling some of his dreams, one of them being space exploration, I'm sure he would be so proud. I feel like I am one of many who, who is carrying on his vision 
for the future development of this country. And what do you feel we can do more as a nation to continue upon this vision? We need to work hard. We need to innovate. We need to keep developing, but keeping sustainability at the heart of everything that we do. What excites you most about Abu Dhabi? A city without its people has no life. It's the people that live in our city that make it so special. It's the conversations that we have. It's the memories and the time that we spend together building memorable moments. Do you think we uh, don't give enough spotlight to Al Ain and the other um, Northern Emirates when it comes to heritage or even sustainability? When you look back in history, you will realize that our forefathers even built sustainably. I feel like we've moved away from that. But when you go back to, for example, Al Ain and see one of them being Mwajai Fort, that uh, important heritage site, you reconnect and it inspires one to think differently and think more sustainably. I think every place has, a, has its unique feeling. And so I encourage everyone to, to explore the United Arab Emirates because there are nice and interesting areas uh, across the UAE that are worth a visit. If someone visiting the UAE for the first time and is here for a stopover, 48 hours, mm-hmm. what are the four things you would ask them to visit? I would ask them to visit the Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque. I would ask them um, to go to the Louvre Abu Dhabi. I'd ask them to visit one of our nature reserves, maybe even um, visit our mangroves. An Emirati dish to try. An Emirati dish to try. Um, That's not vegan, please. Actually, there is a yummy vegan Emirati, <laughs> which are uh, Emirati donuts uh, that are worth uh, having. You're making us convert into vegans. I think uh, I'm scared a lot of <laughs> listeners are not going to be vegans, including myself. <laughs> okay. So are you anxious about climate? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm very hopeful. And, and I see it. People are changing and are very keen to, to curb climate change. What keeps you at night thinking? having an impact on the world, a positive impact, and not looking at the challenges, but rather the opportunities. I can see you're wearing a necklace with a picture of a man, but I can't see it clearly. Who is this person and why are you wearing this necklace? So... um The person on my necklace is my grandfather, Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed al Nahyan. He holds a big place in my heart, and it reminds me every day 
of the work that I do, giving back and serving the country that means so much to me. It's beautiful. Thank you. And that was Her Highness Sheikh Hashemah bin Sultan bin Khalifa Al Nahyan on Sira. If you enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, please subscribe to Sira on your favorite podcast app and follow us on thenational.ae. Also, please do leave a review to let us know what you think. This podcast was produced by Aisha Khan, Erika Al Qarshi, and Arthur Edison. I have been your host, Amina Tahir. Shukran.